What's up, everybody? This is Edgar Martin from the Q&E Podcast, just bringing you this message that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. It could be sports, entertainment, or anything else that you feel people might want to listen to. Once again, that's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, Podgo. You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? I'm trying to get it, God What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Q&E Podcast. You are here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. Today, we are reviewing the movie Them. Uh, actually, not the movie, the series on Amazon Prime should have been a movie with how <laughs> much filler. Been a movie. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of filler. It could have. I oh my god, I don't even want to start off bad. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just thank God that we got a, another black film out there to watch. But uh, we we definitely finna dive into this. Y'all are probably either going to be very happy with what we're about to say or very pissed off at what we're about to say there's no in between hey i'm gonna keep it real with y'all right now this is gonna be a bad session bro this is gonna be a bad <laughs> session we're not talking about improvements that could have happened throughout the show because i'm gonna keep it real i did not like this shit at the fuck off it was hard for me to actually find good shit that was in this series it was tough bro it was very very tough so we're gonna talk about the improvements and shit like that but Edgar, go ahead with the synopsis uh, the synopsis of this show is a black family moves to an all-white Los Angeles neighborhood where malevolent forces next door and otherworldly threaten to taunt, ravage, and destroy them. Uh, I didn't really like that because I feel like it's very dry. Um, it's best to just say a black family moved to Compton during the Western Great Migration during the 1950s, and they're dealing with a lot of devilish um shit from white house uh, yeah, and from, house and from ghosts so yeah 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 so like the demons they were basically talking about for each character so it was four main characters who were black it was the mom whose name was lucky she was battling trying to get over her son's death and that whole that episode was crazy i gotta give him credit yeah. for episode five i did rock with episode five but she's trying to get over her son's death his name was chester and he died when he was a baby and she's trying to get over somebody when she was inside of the new house she always seen somebody who was in a black hat. They call him the black hat man. And she was trying to get over that demon as well throughout the series. Uh, she had two daughters. One name was Gracie Jean and the other was named Ruby Lee. The uh, the youngest one, she always seen the teacher, Mrs. Vera from her book. And that was like the demon that she seen throughout the series. And somebody that was like real repetitive and made her say certain things and uh it really rubbed off on uh, her mom, Lucky, as well. She started to feel that that Miss Vera as well. She always interrupted her when she was in class, messed her up and things like that. Ruby Lee was the teenager from this from this uh, show. And she her battle was she really didn't want to be black or she didn't want to be like her mother. Her mother, she seen that her mother was going crazy ever since her brother had died. So she was like, I really don't want to be like mom. And she seen how easy it was for white people to live their life. And she didn't want to deal with the struggle of being black. So that was something that she had to overcome as well. And she also had an imaginary friend who was like light skin or white, who she always would talk to when things like oh, no, that. And she, that was she like her best light friend. Skin. 
She wasn't light skinned. So, she, was, she was definitely white. Oh, she, <laughs> she was, was white. definitely I, white. Yeah. I was going back before. I was like, damn, she kind of looked light skinned. But damn, she could be like the nah, white character in this she, movie. She was white. Okay. Definitely so white. That, <laughs> so she was. So she was the white friend. So that was the white imaginary friend for Ruby Lou, who was always giving her advice and all that bullshit. And then we also have Henry, who is the father, and he always seen like a tap dancer in blackface. And I feel like that's who he seen himself as in the world. And that's why they really made that the um, comparison between those two characters that's how he felt when he was out in the world because he always worked with white folks so he always felt like he was somebody white but just wearing blackface and that's how he was seen by the world especially living out in east compton allowing a lot of white folks that's just how he felt and i feel like that's why that was like his his demon in this series so those were like the rundown of everybody's demons the otherworldly demons and everything going on uh throughout this film so Eggert, bro how did you feel about it Honestly, the first three episodes, I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. First, the first, first three episodes actually, at first, give us the expectations of you uh expectations of the show coming into it. The expectations, I wasn't really that excited at first. I felt like it was just gonna be more trauma, but I thought they were going to tap into a different kind of bag once I seen it was gonna be some horror attitude and stuff. I was like Okay, it looked like trauma porn, but let me let me hold off on it. The first trailer, I was like, this really does look like some white versus black stuff, and it don't look like a situation where we'll win or anything. But once I started seeing some trailers and, and some sneak peeks of like ghosts being involved, demons being involved, I'm like, okay, they, it's not like Lovecraft, but they they kind of trying to tap into that thing of adding other things to where you don't focus on the racism the whole time. So I expected to be a little bit more impressed than what I was. And I didn't reach that level of um, being impressed at all. So it definitely <laughs> failed my expectations, <laughs> but the expectations were minimal to say the least. Uh, I wouldn't say I had high expectations. It was something I really wasn't going to watch until you told us that you wanted to review it. So I really watched it for y'all, the fans. Edgar said he wanted to review it. So that's really why I reviewed it, especially halfway through. That was the only thing that was really pushing me through this series to actually finish it uh, yesterday. I was like, I got to finish it for the fans. I got to get the fans to review. <laughs> and I was like, I was hoping that it would get better. And it just, uh, it just fell flat for me, man. I was really expecting like some us in Lovecraft type shit. I remember that's what everybody was saying when we seen the trailers, and that was something that I expected. And we didn't get us or none of that shit at all. Bro. At all. Can't compare <laughs> this shit to Jordan Peele or nothing like that, man. This shit definitely missed the mark with what, with what they tried to do, bro. All right. So you can go ahead. How do you feel about it? How did you feel about the characters in this show, first off? Honestly, I would say my favorite characters were Gracie, Gracie Jean, um... Uh, ooh, was Ruby a favorite character of mine? I wouldn't say, no. Nah. Gracie Jean was a favorite character of mine. Lucky. And, yeah, that was it, really. Those are my only two favorite characters. Um, I would say, well, what you call it? Ruby. Ruby had the most interesting battle to me. Because, like you said, she didn't really want to be black. She didn't want to fall under the angry black woman stereotype. Especially during that time when that phrase was, like, really starting to come about. You know, and mm -hmm. she didn't want to be like, quote unquote, crazy like her mother and all that stuff. So I felt Ruby had the most um, most unique type of experience because she tried to literally paint herself white and everything. And I'm like, this shit is crazy with Ruby. So I feel like she had the most unique experience. But my favorite characters were definitely Lucky and Gracie because I, I felt like Lucky was just the one 
who literally seen everything playing out and nobody really was trying to hear what she was saying until the end. And it was just the fact that they locked her up in the hospital. Like they, and we seen again, a situation where, uh, where they're really doing experiments on black people. Like, and I thought that was crazy. Like she's locked up in a mental home. They're not letting her speak to her parent on um, speak to her family. They're not letting the family speak to her. And they just trying to inject her and so many other black women who they're just deeming crazy and not really trying to understand them. They're just trying to give them medicine to see what works, you know, as sedatives and stuff. So I, I thought Lucky's whole growth throughout the entire show was crazy. And Gracie, she was the youngest. And I felt like she, her situation with the Miss Vera thing, I thought that was really cool because I felt like that demon aspect of the show was cool in a sense, especially with the black cat man and how they were kind of coinciding with each other. Mm-hmm. My favorite character would have to have been uh had to have been Henry. Even though I did not like the evolution of his character, I did love most of the scenes when it was between Henry and um the tap dancer. That was something I really loved about the show. Their back and forth really made a lot of sense, and that's something that I really liked about it. Everybody else just felt like mad annoying. Like uh Lucky was annoying, she just popped up way too much. Gracie Jean was cool, but then Ruby. It was like, I really want to fuck with Ruby either. Henry, Henry, like I said, the only problem was his evolution. Like, he he got cut off of one project, and he was cool before then. Like, Henry was the one solid character, like, all the way until, like, day five. Like, he was solid. And then his boss had ended up taking him off one of the projects and had taken him off the profit sharing and shit like that. And then he, it took a steep turn, and we see this nigga out here <laughs> running up in his boss's house, going crazy, you know what I'm saying, doing all this nut shit. After that, I didn't like how sharp his turn was to go crazy when he was really the only solid person in the house. That was only it. But I liked the the back and forth between him and the tap dancers and the conversation they were talking about being viewed in the the white community. To be honest, I did not like the blackface dude, the tap the tap dance man. That's his character is called. I did not like his character. I really didn't. And this is what's making me mad. It's a lot of people who I feel just aren't really trying to seriously watch it. They're just looking at it on surface level and just saying it's good. I see a lot of black people doing that. I didn't like the fact that the black tap dance man was such a popular character on social media because in my head, I'm like, do y'all not understand that blackface characters were literally white people who painted their face black? Like, I, But that's I, how he's seen himself. That's how, that's why, that's how Henry's seen himself. That's why I fucked with him. That's how he's seen himself in the real world. He's surrounded by white people, and that's how he feels. He feels white on the inside, but he just has a black face, and that's how he feels like he is viewed in these communities. That's why That's why I fuck with the tap dancer. I and his acting like was that. great. The, act, the acting by the tap oh, yeah, dancer yeah. was great as well. That nigga was, that nigga was great. I don't know who acted he, for him, but that nigga was a great he was pl- he was playing this part. Uh, it was uh Jeremiah Burkett. That was who. who uh, that was who the crackhead from Snowfall too, bro. Yeah, the crackhead from Snowfall who died this season. That was him. Yeah, I peeped that. But the crazy part is, it's like he was kind of telling Henry to do the. Oh, what what's the best way to explain the shit? It's like he was kind of trying to persuade Henry to just act out and just mm-hmm. act too black, quote unquote. Like I get you wanna you don't wanna just act like white people because at the end of the day you're not white. You do need to be yourself, be your own black man. But he was trying to just get him to do the extra shit 
to like get him like do shit that could risk getting him fired do shit that yeah because he didn't want him like, to get pushed around he didn't want him to get pushed around and that was the key with the the tap dancer henry felt like he kept being pushed around by white folks especially that was and that was like the last straw i guess when dude had took him off the project uh, at his job at his engineering job that was like the last straw and that's why you start seeing the the tap dancer like consistently after that scene so it was like you got to stop being pushed around by these white folks you have to take charge if you got to knock off your boss to do that take charge if you got to kill the cop to feel like you're uh feel like you're this higher being or this this powerful black man do that that's what he was he was pushing them that way but that's what he was trying to do like stop being pushed around by these white folks stand up i I didn't like i didn't like the fact that he was trying to push them to do that in a sense of in, in my head i'm really just Looking at it the entire time I'm seeing, I'm like, this is really a white man with a black face painted over him. So everything he's telling him to do, he's telling them to do it in a sense of making him like the bad guy at the end of the day. Because if you, yeah, you don't want white people pushing you over, but you don't want to do the shit that Henry's doing. You don't want to go mm-hmm. in your boss house and them to try to kill your boss, you know, to let these <laughs> other white people know that <laughs> I ain't the one to be. But like, what? Yeah. no, like you're, you're going to make yourself the stereotype of a dangerous ape-like crazy you know just over aggressive person that they already think you are like the tap dance man i feel was trying to create him into the black stereotype that white people created and that's why when he killed the tap dance man at the end of the season he wiped his face off and it was a white man and i'm like thank you for not listening to this dude like because i felt like if henry would have started listening to him for real for real he would have became the exact stereotype that white people created about us back then during that time and i'm like no i i can't agree with that i really wasn't agreeing with anything the tap dance man was saying but i i, I understood his points though i did understand that's what i did i, li- I like i liked his points but the, one of the biggest issues that i had with this show was they spent too much time on the white people and they didn't spend enough time on the black people in my opinion this 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 show shouldn't have been 10 episodes like if you cut the white people out and stop giving us like the meetings of what the white people are going through uh how the white people conjugate and shit like that all this backstory on betty and shit like that if you cut all of that out of the show which it, it wasn't needed like we really didn't get anything from Betty's character. Like all of that shit was pointless, my nigga. Like this shit could have been five episodes, six episodes if you just kept us on the black people. They got, got to give us all this backstory with Betty and shit, and the meetings and what they're supposed to go through. Like man, what, what is, what is this? Like this is bullshit right here. I ain't gonna lie though. I did like some of the meetings that they had because it's like I, I've always wanted to know like, do white people really do that shit? like when we move into new neighborhoods and shit so i just i love the fact that they actually showed that scope of like the neighborhood the go the go lucky neighborhood watch team linking up in the middle of the night to talk about the new black family that moved in what can they do to get them out i i thought that was actually cool because i'm like damn i i always wondered if they actually did that shit so seeing that was cool i love the fact that they showed how the realtor lady who sold the the um the Emery's the house. I love how they showed her character in the room with older white men and stuff. And she was selling the mm. families' homes in communities that they know shit like this will happen to them in. And they show you how redlining like really started with creating bad communities with black people. Because I honestly like I knew about the great migration to the West with black people and stuff, but I didn't understand the full concept of how redlining happened with certain cities. I didn't know Compton 
was majority just white people upscale. Me white neither. People that like shit that. was crazy. That shit was I crazy didn't to know me that too. Shit. That shit was crazy. I thought to me. Compton. I thought Compton was always black people. So to find out that Compton was like really the suburbs until black people started moving to California for real, and then they yeah, turned yeah. that shit. That property and, value dropped. Bro, not only did the property value drop, they raised the interest on the houses that black people were buying. So it's like, hey, if you want to join this 30-year payment plan, they said that in the show. I'm like, a 30-year payment plan for a fucking house? Like, are you serious? And the interest is raised. So you're never going to pay your house off. So you're always going to be behind on your bills and you're going to drop the property value because you're black. So that is how slowly but surely black people moved into Compton and lowered the the price value to where now we look at the comp we look at Compton as like the ghetto we look at Compton as dangerous and shit this shit used to be the suburbs it's just they flipped that shit around once they seen well earning black people start moving in they they figured out a way to make us broke in an upscale environment so that that shit was crazy to me I I was glad to see that because that taught me some history that I just didn't know yeah. That's a good point, though. But I feel like most of the time when it came to the... Because they try to feel like... They try to make it out to be like white people actually had a strategy of what the hell they was trying to do when it came to all these meetings that they were doing when really it was pure hatred for black folks. Like, oh, yeah. we were trying to make it... Like, why are we having all these meetings and shit like that when the, the, at the end, the bottom line is y'all hate black folks. That's why y'all don't want black folks in. Stop trying to throw some history in like y'all y'all fathers built this community, all that bullshit. Yeah, I don't, don't want to hear that bullshit. Bro, yeah. y'all ain't built shit. So, bro, stop trying to make it seem like that when y'all really just hate black folks. That's what I'm saying. Like, the meetings. When meeting when uh when it was the Betty's and the Girls Club. Like, all that bullshit. And then Betty, Betty's storyline with the milkman and all that bullshit was so unnecessary because it ended up turning up to be nothing like what did we get from betty's character we got nothing from betty she was just an annoying little prick she got she got ended up getting kidnapped by the milkman she had we ended up finding out that she was i guess was raped by her father but that turned out to be nothing we got nothing from that we got nothing from the milkman other than the milkman shot her like what was the point of diving into betty's backstory it felt so unnecessary and you diving into her backstory that could have been shortening the season but season two, I, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be We're going to get season two? two? Based off the way this shit ended, you have to have a season two. Because there were so many questions left unanswered, bro. Like, there were so many questions it. left unanswered. <laughs> I don't like, want that shit. I, I know there's going to be a season two because of the fact of everything you just pointed out with Betty and the Milkman and shit. Like, there were so many empty plot holes left fit, um, left unfilled by the end of the season. So, I'm like, there has to be a season two because of that. And I doubt they're just gonna end the season with um with the Emory family just coming outside with all the fire and shit and white people around the house. You can't just end the season like that and then just not have another one. So I, I'm highly sure that there was going to be a season two. If there is one coming soon, please make that shit better than what the fuck season one was. Cause I honestly I just did it. not don't like season it. one. <laughs> I, I didn't want season it. one. That that's <laughs> don't I, make it. But uh, an episode that you didn't like, though, that I felt was pretty necessary, and I, I actually thought it was – I didn't think it was good, but I, th- I thought it was definitely necessary. The Black Hat Man, they told his story mm. in episode nine. So I thought that shit was crazy. Like, that was literally, like, the same exact California area, but just during the 1800s. And it's mm. like he was he was actually a good dude at first. He was a Bible-reading dude and this, that, and the third. And this shows – how white people dead ass 
literally twisted the words of the Bible into their own narrative. That's so, what I'm saying. That's why. That's why I didn't fuck with that. Shit I knew was what crazy. they were trying to do. I knew what they were trying to do with this. That shit. that shit was crazy, bro. I'm like, you took this black family in and said you was gonna help them, but your white people mad at you because you're not fixing the problems in the community. So your only option is I gotta blame the black people. And then not only am I going to blame the black people, I'm going to find a way to make it sound like Jesus said we should blame the black people. I'm like, this shit is crazy as fuck, bro. That shit had me, oh my God, I was so pissed watching that episode. But I, I feel like it was needed to understand the story of him because I'm like, well, who is this creepy ass white man that's bothering Lucky? Like, there was no backstory on him. That's a good point. I just hated how long it took for them to dive into the main people's backstory. Like, you diving into backstories of Betty and all that bullshit. Like, we didn't get the backstory of Chester and his death until episode five, bro. Like, you keep showing us, like, little flashbacks and all that bullshit. Like, bro, just show us what happened with the flashback. If you would have showed us that in the beginning, I feel like I would have been way better, felt way better about the situation. But the fact that y'all waited to episode five till we actually get a full scope of it is like, okay, now shit making sense. Now that's why she's going so crazy. Cause I was always questioning like what happened to Chester type shit. Like I was like, I assume the white people got him, but how did he get him? Like, and then I remember you said it was a rape scene in here. So I was like anticipating the rape scene, but I didn't know who got raped. So I was thinking yeah. it was the teen girl who ended up getting raped, but it ended up being uh lucky. So I'm like, oh, that's what happened with her situation. And that's the way she is today. I was like that. Now everything was clicking after I seen episode five from Lucky's perspective. I underway. I understand the way she is. I just didn't like how they waited so long with her character with that. And another question that that scene happened. So you just seen that white people ran into your house. Right? They killed your son. They did all that shit with Lucky. They ended up raping Lucky. And those are white people. You move into a white community in in Compton. Like, that shit didn't make sense to me, bro. Even though you got money, even though you said Watts isn't a good place to live, but you see when she went to Watts how good that life was for her. Uh-huh. She loved living there. So I kept trying to put together, why did you guys move from, the, from Chatham, North Carolina, to Compton, moving from white to white, when you just had that altercation or that, that experience with white people? Why are you doing that? Like, when you just had that horrific experience, why are you not moving into Watts with family with a whole lot of black people around you where it's a caring environment? I was like, why do y'all move to Compton? <laughs> like, it just didn't well, make sense. At that time, a lot of families, when moving out west during the 1950s, like, a lot of families felt like, hey, like, this isn't going to be like the South. Like, we're going to be in a whole nother part of the country now. You know, even if there is racism, it's not going to be like shit we're seeing in North South Carolina or, or lower in the southern region it's not going to be like that i feel like they kind of had that same mindset going west like how they did with the north like it was just going to be a way better situation but no they learned quick fast and in a hurry that you finna run into crazy white people everywhere you move and then they kept bringing up the fact of oh we we have to we have to stick it out we have to we have to stay here we have to stick it out we can't let these white people push us out and it's just like bro you all see what these white people are doing to y'all threatening y'all niggas bro trust me bro it's not embarrassing to leave that horrific ass neighborhood and move to Watts bro like y'all trying to stand up for for what especially when you got family in Watts right there who can take y'all in for a little minute till y'all get back on y'all feet I was like man there's some questions about that shit bro like the the pride for from Henry was just too much for me, bro. It's just like, I understand you want to stick it out and all that shit, but these white people was bearing on y'all necks and y'all seen it. Because it's like, I understood Henry's perspective of 
we make enough money to live here. You know, we're good people. Like we have kids, so we have a family. We got, I got a good job, you know, and we make a decent living. We deserve to be able to live wherever we want to live. So I understood Henry's perspective of, hey, I can afford this house. This is a nice neighborhood. Why can't I live here just because I'm black? You know, fuck that. No, I'm gonna move in here because I. This is where I want to live. I. What if I don't want to live where all the other black people living at? What if I seriously do want to live right here? So I understood Henry's perspective of it because it's like, hey, some. When when it comes to black people, hey, somebody got to be the first, you know. And that was his mindset. We're gonna be the first. We're gonna set the tone later in the um in the season. We do find out they weren't the first to do that shit. But that we see how that black family and she and she found up. out <laughs> earlier that was it was a black lady on the same block as her. Like it was like so they weren't the first at all to and you and you start and you start to hear stories about the other black people that came into the neighborhood that eventually went crazy. We seen the one lady who's uh, who lucky she went inside her house. The husband had his legs cut off and she was cooking up her sons. Y'all seen that situation and then y'all heard the story from the girl in the on the psychiatric center. And y'all still don't be like, damn, let's stick it out. Let's stay here. It's all that bullshit. You heard about and the it, last security guards. Yeah, <laughs> like, and y'all stick it out. <laughs> it's like, and it's really a question of how much is bullshit worth, bro? Is bullshit worth sticking through all the shit that you're going through with these white folks? Bullshit don't cost that much, bro. Take your ass somewhere else, bro. That was too much bullshit, bro. Every day you wake up, you got some more bullshit that you have to deal with with these white folks? Oh my god! And, and Henry, Henry was slow for not telling Lucky what the um realtor contract said because that shit was oh, crazy yeah. to me too. That shit was crazy. I, I, no Negro blood. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't find it hard to believe, but you know how you know how some shit you still see it and you be like, damn, I still can't believe that shit was really like that, even though you know for a fact it's believable. When I, it's just something about when you see that shit, bro. Like there were literally contracts. That said, you you cannot have Negro blood in you and move into this neighborhood. You cannot sign off on a house unless you are 100% white. They had that shit in big, bold letters on contracts during that time. And this is not that long ago. Like, my dad old as hell, but he, he just about to be 70. Like, that wasn't that long ago. Like, they was doing shit like that. So I'm like, bro, that's crazy as fuck. Like, imagine moving into north side of St. Pete and then... You get a your realtor give you your contract, and right before you you put your signature, it says you cannot move here if you got Negro blood. And they just scratch it off and be like, "Oh, times are different now. Just don't worry about that part of the contract." <laughs> I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, come on, bro. Yeah, that shit. Come that on. shit was crazy, bro. That shit was definitely crazy. But man, so so, how did you feel about the evolution of of Lucky and what everything that she was going through and all the shit that we ended up finding out at the end that she ended up keeping that boy Chester body, she ended up digging out of the grish, digging it out of the grave before they left North Carolina. How did you feel about the evolution of Lucky and everything that she got by the end of the season or she became? Yeah, she she was on some wild shit. I can't agree with that. Um, she no, I didn't understand why she went shit. to jail or she was in a psychiatric home for that. I was like, that's not a that's not a crime she did because bro they painting that crazy angry black woman picture bro like it ain't shit they get you could be black and they could just call the police on you they was going to call the police on her because she was about to whoop that white um that little <laughs> white boy that, the white boy went in her yard and peed on her sheets and they was finna lock her up because she tried to beat the nigga i'm like so you finna just let this little boy come over here and pee on my shit and y'all mad at me because i'm trying to discipline him and y'all just saying oh he a kid like they will lock you up for anything. So yeah, 
I, I think it's believable oh. that they put her in the psychiatric ward for all the shit that she was doing. Bro, let me say this shit. This was another big-ass plot hole in the fucking show. So, it was the situation where um, Betty wanted Midge. It was another white lady in the neighborhood. She wanted Midge to agree with her, and Midge really wasn't on that shit. Midge was like, yeah, she was kind of like cool with the situation that was going on because she knew she was about to move soon. Uh, her mm-hmm. husband was about to move. But she, Betty always wanted her to be like on the same type of level she was when, when it came to black people. She just wasn't on it. But so one day she was talking to her husband, Clark. She was like, yeah, I got to give Betty some sugar. So she takes Betty to sugar, puts the sugar in the tank. She doesn't even actually knock on uh, Midge's door, but she puts the sugar in the tank. We don't see anything that came out of that. Like, did her call me yeah, love? What the fuck happened <laughs> with that situation? <laughs> like, we got nothing out of that scene at all. Like, she put sugar in a nigga's tank and nothing blows up. We don't hear anything about it after that. <laughs> Big ass plot hole. Like, come on, bro. Huge ass plot hole. Yeah, I just wanted to say that, but go ahead. No, nah, no, nah, but I, I totally agree on that shit. There was, like I said, bro, there's going to be a season two for the fact that there were so many plot holes. But I do find it, I find Lucky's evolution to be very um profound from the show because she beat the crazy black woman narrative. She beat the angry black woman narrative. Uh, She really got the support she needed from her family because they didn't understand what she as a black woman was going through. Like, I, you got raped and like these white people killed your baby in front of you while you're getting raped and your daughter is looking at you like you crazy for acting the way you acting and your husband just not really trying to hear shit you saying so i i understood why she dug the baby up but i'm like bro why no you can't do that shit like why would you dig your no. and the, the baby was, the baby was bones like it was yeah. literally a baby skeleton <laughs> i was like come on dog y'all ain't have to show no. that shit bro i don't, I don't agree with her i don't agree with her digging up the bones i just feel like she shouldn't have been arrested for it. but like you said it's black people doing crazy shit so you're gonna get put in a psychiatric home they probably thought I, she was but, a voodoo lady shit yeah, yeah it's on some crazy shit it was on some crazy <laughs> shit they, they could have thought that and it's funny because it was some like some voodoo, like some crazy shit that was happening. Like, wasn't it the last scene when they walked outside and like the fire went down? Like when they as soon as they walked outside, like the fire went down. It wasn't no water yeah. or some shit like that. I feel like it was a couple of scenes in here that was like kind of like witchcraft related, and it like really went over a couple no, people say, I'm blanking it, on what the other scene was. It's because, bro, it's because the black hat man during the 1800s, they kept saying we were doing black magic. When really, we just knew how to live. Like, black people really knew how to dig wells and get water and grow crops. We knew how to do shit for real. And they literally looked at us and said, oh, this is black magic. There's no way they just know how to do shit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Yep, you're right. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? I'm like, y'all asked asked this black man to help y'all dig water from a well because y'all ugly asses couldn't do that shit in days. He did it in less than five minutes. This is black magic. I, I can't do it. This is <laughs> the, this is the devil's work. I'm like, bro, what? That shit blew my yeah. mind, bro. And it's the fact that they really tried to tie Christianity into the way that they mistreated us. When Christianity, it it doesn't even coincide with that shit at the fuck all. So that shit was crazy. They literally hung them black people in that. They hung a pregnant black lady in church upside down and burnt them alive in church. And they were praying while they were doing it. I'm like, bro, the way they just misconstrued the whole Christianity religion, that shit pissed me off. But it's really what they used to do to us. So that it was a history. It was a history lesson just completely saturated in trauma. Like, I I, I ain't feel like they had to cut that deep, but they did it anyway because it really used to be like that. So 
Yeah, and that's what, bro, white people had that same reasoning for slavery. They threw that shit on the Bible. Oh, the Lord wanted us to be like this. He wanted it to be uh, two levels of people. He wanted somebody to be superior, wanted somebody to be inferior. They twist the words of the shit and make it so slavery is fine. Like, these niggas used to have meetings and have, uh, like, services talking about this shit and having discussions with other uh, plantation owners and shit. Like, this shit is, that shit is run deep, bro, and this shit is for real. That's really what they used to do. Uh, What else I wanted to talk about? Uh, how did you feel about Gracie Jean? I feel like we haven't talked about Gracie Jean at all. She was one of my favorite characters from this show, though. I will say that. I did like her and Miss Vera and how Miss Vera was like the first character or first person to really pop up on the scene in this show. Like she she ends up giving um old girl like a like something on her neck. Like did she, she burn? She grabbed she grabbed her neck and her fingers was as long as fuck. So like the burn mark was as long as hell around her neck. But one thing I was tripping over was so it was the next day after she seen Miss Vera for the first time, she had a cut on her neck. So Lucky had ended up seeing that cut, mm-hmm. but nobody else seeing the cut. So I'm like, what, what happened with that? Did is was Lucky the only person that seen that because Lucky was seeing people too? So she yeah. seen the cut on her neck. Oh, that was the reasoning. I was yeah. trying to figure out why nobody else seen it, but she seen it. I was like, okay, so that so that would make sense. But I did like her and Miss Vera, but I didn't like how they were doing with her and her mother. Like, man, Lucky was doing that girl so wrong. Was about to cut her a couple of times with the axe. For real? I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, bro, bro. And I didn't like how forgiving the little girl was. Like, she'd be like, oh, mommy, oh my God, you almost cut me. And then she'd be like, oh, mommy's never going to hurt you. Mommy's never going to hurt you. And she just hugs her mom and forgives her. Like, your mom done did this shit multiple times to you. And you just (laughs) hug your mom, like, ain't shit going on. Like, even though she's a young girl and this her mama, like, I was still like, come on, bro. But my mama did that shit to me a couple of times. I can't look at you the same, my nigga. After you got you raised an axe at me and try to cut me. Nah, buddy. That shit was crazy. <laughs> the funniest part, what I ain't gonna say the funniest, but one of the funniest parts of the whole fucking show <laughs> was she burned her with that COVID iron. <laughs> yeah. That shit me crying. <laughs> Cause as soon as they showed it, bro, I'm like. She for the burn little Gracie neck. No, this shit for the traumatize so many young black women watching this right now. <laughs> so many memories for the pop up in black women head. That shit had me crying. Oh, crazy, that was hilarious. Bro. So, how did you uh, feel about Gracie Jean and uh, her her demon with Miss Vera? Uh, I I liked it in a sense of Gracie was very smart for a young black girl. She. She handled the, I don't want to say she handled the racism well, but just being very young and having to deal with all that type of racism, but still knowing how to survive through that shit. Because you, Gracie Jean was like, what, five years old? Damn near. So it's like, how how do you mentally prepare a, a young child to see the shit that they're seeing every day? And still be able to keep themselves calm and not be hysterical as as hysterical as Lucky was being a lot of times. And the Miss Vera thing was cool. I thought it was gonna be some Miss Vera shit for sure. Once I just seen her kept referencing the book, like she referenced the book like three or four times in the first episode. I'm like, okay, let me pay attention to this because this is obviously gonna be some important ass shit. So I mm-hmm. I just loved her. I loved her character because. She was tied with Lucky, and she was the only one that was kind of understanding Lucky for majority of the show because they were both seeing shit and they were both going through shit before Ruby and Henry figured out they were going through shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. And like I said, I didn't really didn't take too much from Ruby Lee. She just had her scene. She was she was cool. She was she was I right. 
like I said, she just felt annoying in the show. But one of the one of my favorite scenes of this was the last episode. And it was when they were watching the film. They were watching a film while uh, Lucky was at the crib getting raped and the baby ended up getting killed or whatever. When the black, when the black, or when the tap dancer dude was talking to Lucky, he was like, man, you was really here while you, while Lucky was getting raped. Like, you really left an hour early for what? Like, you was doing all this shit, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get a good time for your kids for what? And they was watching, like, some type of white film, too. So he was like, you really came here, you know what I'm saying, while Lucky on, she was like, oh, what he say? You're never at the right place at the right time. That was really the key of what he was saying. You're never at the right place at the right time. So how did you feel about that, that those words that came from the tap dancer? Because I felt like that was the theme between Henry and the tap dancer man as well. I, I felt like Henry can't feel bad about not being there. It's like, you can't predict the future. Like, yeah, you should feel bad because it's like, hey, the, these aren't really the times where you just want to leave your wife and baby at the house alone and y'all stay out in the country around a bunch of racist ass white people. You don't want to just do that. So I, I understand the point of feeling bad in that sense, but you ain't going to know, like you can't fear like that every time you leave the house. Like you just can't, you're the only male in the house anyway. So it's always going to be females left at the house regardless. So it's like, you can't hold that burden on you because you didn't know you took your girls out to have a daddy daughter day and something traumatic happened to your wife, yes, but you can't hold that all on you. You can't just say, it's my fault. I wasn't where I was supposed to be. You ain't know that shit was going to happen. Like, you you out with your daughters. You're out with the younger and more vulnerable white, um, not white, but younger and more vulnerable black um, women. So it's like, I, I, don't, I don't think he needed to beat himself up as much as the tap dance man was trying to make him feel like he should have. Yeah. And I, and I, and I want to go back to the, to Ruby Lee because something that it was a conversation that we had before and it was we were talking about man imagine if we were white for a day what what we would do if we were white for a day and I feel oh like she was, yeah we went, I forgot we, we had that like a long time ago we had had that conversation on the podcast the shit so we I would do oh the <laughs> shit I would do boy the shit I yes. would do. <laughs> So I feel I feel like Ruby Lee was really going through a situation like that. So she wanted just to be white, to just fit in with everything that's going on because she really stuck out like a sore thumb. But I also feel like with her character, it was like the opposite of blackface. So it gave somebody it gave like the white folks like how we feel about blackface. Like this is how y'all this is exactly how we feel when we see blackface. And that's how we see how everybody and all the white kids look when they see Ruby walk up with the white face. It was just like. Oh, you look like some type of monster. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we never, we never do that. We never do whiteface and no bullshit like that. But black, but white people think that is so acceptable with the blackface and all that bullshit back in the day. But y'all see how y'all look when y'all see the whiteface. Y'all was just like, oh, I can't believe she did this shit. So I wanted people to really understand, like, so vice versa, y'all gonna feel how we feel eventually, my nigga. Like, I, I, I wanted y'all to know, like, this shit isn't acceptable either way. And I'm glad the show did show that. And they showed the black face and the white face thing. So I feel like it was a good play on with uh, both of those characters in this show. So I definitely wanted to say that. I, I feel like they could have dove into that janitor, that black janitor at that school. I thought 
he and Ruby were going to have like a touching moment where he kind of gave her advice on how to survive <laughs> in the school and shit. No, that shit did not happen at the fuck all. Like she really like pushed him off and was like, "Get off of me! Like don't don't talk to me!" Like and I'm like, "Damn! Like he the only other black person at this whole school, faculty and students included." And you're not finna try and build a relationship with this dude. Like, I'm like, bro, they had they had such potential to make something like strong with that, and they didn't. And I'm like, damn, bro. That pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> she did do that shit. She was found in like a closet by herself. And, and yeah. the, the janitor asked her a question. She's like, nigga, get off me. Nigga, why are you talking hey, to hey. me? <laughs> he was trying to tell her. He was like, look. Like, you got to be on your A-game. Don't let these white folks get you out of your mind and make you feel like you don't belong here. And she really just damn near said, nigga, get off me, like, and went on by her date. I'm like, oh, my God. Why did they do that with the script? <laughs> they had so much potential. Yeah. So, so how did you how did you feel about Betty? I gave up, I gave my feelings about Betty and the situation with the, the milkman. So what were your, your thoughts on Betty overall and her uh, character? I felt like they didn't need to go in depth with her whole parent situation. I feel like they could have cut that shit. That was so unnecessary. Yeah, bro. We got nothing from that. Because I'm not from s- that. I'm not sympathizing with this bitch. That's so, what they uh, wanted you to do. That's what they wanted I don't you know to why. do. Nah. And that's why I said y'all could have cut the whole white people off can- entirely because you're trying to make us see from their point of view what the fuck they was going on. Like I said, the- with the meeting shit, it was pure hatred. I don't care about all the strategies that they had going on. And with Betty shit, I don't care that she was ripped by her father. She white. Y'all been y'all been having us on, on on some slavery shit for years, my nigga. Y'all been owning us, having us on a plantation for years, my nigga. I'm not gonna sympathize with Betty ass because she was raped by her father. I'm not. I'm sorry if if if, if it comes up like that, but I, I'm not gonna sympathize with her. I really don't give a fuck. Truthfully, I I thought the milkman shit was interesting though because that shit ain't really have too much to do with race or none of that. That was just some. I I like that side plot that they was doing with the milkman shit. Lady married lady. Living in the suburbs, cheating on her husband that's making good money, cheating on him with the milkman. I'm like, ooh. No, we found I out like he this. wasn't making good money. We found out he wasn't making good money. Oh, uh, remember, he stole out the bank. He stole that money yeah. out the bank. He, he yeah, stole so he money out the bank, no but sur- surface level, making good money anyway. <laughs> but she cheating on him with the milkman. I'm like, and the milkman end up being this crazy ass delusional person that's like keeping her locked away in a bunker underneath the earth and shit. I'm like, this shit good. I like this shit. But then he he had to kill ass. And I'm like, okay, now now what's gonna happen with the milkman? Because the husband, they they clearly I feel like they both cheating on each other at this point. So the husband yeah. probably really ain't gonna kill. So I, I don't know why they, they they shouldn't have killed her. He shouldn't have killed her. At least not this early. It's like I said, right? It's just so unnecessary. I, I got nothing from that plot. Like but one thing I did take away that everybody was fawning over the milkman. Everybody was in love with the milkman. I remember like when all five of like the girls click was standing together. They were like, oh, that milkman. Oh, he looks so good. Oh, gee. And they were like, oh, he only has eyes for Betty and shit. So it's just like, okay, so you got the person that everybody wanted. You know what I'm saying? But he, like you said, he turned out to be this crazy ass nigga. But, but why was he like that? I feel like they wanted us to see something with the milkman and I got nothing from it. I'm telling you, season two. They left so many holes for a season two, bro. That's what I don't I'm want telling you. Because they, they killed all of their demons. They killed all of their demons. So why, why would we have a season two if, they, if the black people killed all of their demons? So we're moving on from our, our demons. The, the white people, we're going to have to deal with the white people regardless. But we already know and already see from that one thing you was talking about with the realtor that they're trying to flip this shit anyway into a black community. 
So we already know that shit is going to happen. I don't feel like a season two is is necessary, even though I do I, have I questions. Like I don't. I don't want to see a season two. I don't feel like it's necessary either, but I'm I'm just telling you like what they're going to try to do to make a season two with the fact that they made it end the way it ended and the the number of plot holes that they had left un, unfilled. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like that's how they're going to come out with a season two. You made a good point about Betty's husband. They never said what he did. Like they just said the cop had ended up going to his house and said, yeah, one of some of my people said you were stumbling out of a bar or some shit. But they never picked up on the conversation. I'm like, what did he do outside of bar? He beat a nigga up or something? Did he cheat on somebody? Like, he I didn't get what he was saying. That's what you do. You cheated. Okay. That, that's okay. what I assume. I'm like, there, there's no way you're a husband of somebody and you just don't care. So, you mean to tell me everybody in the neighborhood is seeing your wife invite the milkman into the house every day or every two days, and you hear nothing about this, and you're just like, okay. So, yeah, like, like no, you, you don't just, <laughs> no, nah, you, you don't just, why, why is this milkman delivering so much milk? <laughs> <laughs> delivering some real milk to the crib. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. Yeah, okay, so that makes sense. But the last character I feel like we could talk about is the, is the cop. The cop really came up as a good dude, really the only cool white dude, I guess you could say, quote unquote cool, you could say. He was somebody when they first had came to the house and barged in, when they had got a call, like one of the cops that had uh, Henry, like, posted up on the wall they weren't trying to talk to anybody and all that bullshit and he was like the cool cop i forgot what his name was but he was like the cool cop or whatever he was somebody who was trying to talk to um lucky in the back in the back of her car or in the back of his car he was trying to talk to her like trying to give her like some pointers on how to survive so he felt like the cool cop so how did you feel like his his death went along with how his character was in the show i mean i feel like he he definitely had some good traits about him, but at the end of the day, I feel he was working with the realtor people on mm-hmm. like trying to, yeah, create a black neighborhood. So that's why he wasn't being as forceful as other policemen were, because part of his job was working with like the, the city realtor people to help create different communities the way they want to create them and stuff like that. So he was only being nice because, Hey, I'm getting extra money on the side to make sure y'all have some type of decent living. Yeah. I I, I still got to let these white people be, they do their white people shit, but I'm gonna make sure it don't get to the point where y'all get killed or y'all getting touched or nothing like that. You know? So I, I didn't see him as a good guy necessarily. I just seen him as, okay, you're not as bad as the other ones. Mm-hmm. I've seen the same thing, man. I've seen the same thing. Uh, you got any other uh, any th- other notes about this show? No, nah, if I had to give the show a rating, I would give it a six. Had a lot of potential, but I felt like they just missed on a lot of shit. But the production was definitely good, and the horror was good, too. I ain't gonna lie. The horror was definitely good. And there were certain side plots that I felt were pretty decent. So I'll give it a six because of that. I'll give it a five. I, I'm giving it a five off the strength that it was it was black. The acting, the acting was good. I like some of the actors. <laughs> like I'm really giving it off the strength. But it was just it was really just trauma porn, bro. A whole lot of trauma just thrown in our face. And it's just like for what? Try to give us backstory on all these white folks, unnecessary bullshit. Like oh, this this shit was this shit was ass. I, I, if I had to advise anybody, to, I would advise y'all not to watch this shit. I would yeah, if I somebody would ask me, I would say, I would say, do not watch this shit. Do not watch it. Do not watch it. It's so shit. unnecessary. Just don't. I would not say watch it. You're wasting your hours. Yeah, for real deal. 
<laughs> I, I low-key wanted to see uh Shahadi Joseph. She was the one who played Ruby. I thought she was gonna have a more impactful role than what she did. I thought she was gonna speak more. I thought she was just gonna have a way bigger character than what she did, even though there was a lot of shit that happened. But the only other film I seen her in was Us, and she didn't even really do that much in Us either. So may, maybe I just haven't seen her in other shit yet, but I, I thought they were going to do more with her character because I feel like she can definitely act if given the opportunity for real, for real, to like have more dialogue, just have more speaking parts, just have more shit centered around her. But I, I don't know, TBD, maybe with season two, they'll dive into her more. Or hopefully she gets some other shows or movies. Probably. I feel like this is like this is her pocket. Uh, people are noticing her for this pocket of this 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 trauma type shit or something like us related, you know, what I'm saying thriller type shit. That might be her pocket. So hopefully she does get more roles in the future. But I like her and Gracie Jean. I fuck with both of them. So um, damn, what else do I want to say? I think that's it. Yeah, like a five. If they could if they would have cut out this white shit, I would have gave this shit probably a seven. Because if y'all would have just showed us the terror that these white people are causing on the neighborhood and on black folks, I'd have been like, okay, y'all don't, we don't need a backstory and reasoning behind what, why white people are doing what they're doing. Like, we don't need us. We already know. They just hate black folks. That's why they're doing what they're doing. So if they would have cut that out, and it would, if they would have made Henry's evolution more, like, built that up more. Like, I felt, like I said, I felt like his shit was too sharp. It was like, he was good one day, and then boom. Like, now he running up in niggas' houses. If they had made his evolution clearer, I like what they did with they uh what they did with um the mother, her backstory, getting raped with the son death. Like you understand like her mindset and why she's going through all this crazy shit. And then you have all the past people in the house having crazy shit. So I probably would have gave this shit like a seven if it wasn't for the white people taking up so much screen time. Like they were so unnecessary. Like that one nigga Marty. Like that nigga Marty, like we was having they was having conversation with him in the house and shit. Well, the, the, the other white dude, it's like for what? Like we don't have to see them planning. We don't have to see them planning their their attack. Just attack these niggas' crib. Like it was, it was some shit. Like basic shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It should have been more black center. And it was a lot of it was a lot of scenes throughout this show where you was just like, damn, I could tell this has white writers. Like I said that shit multiple times about the show. Like, you can tell like a white writer wrote this shit. Like, you could tell a white writer wrote this shit, and you could tell a white writer wrote this shit because he gave the white people so many lines. He gave them so many lines. It should have been like Lovecraft, where it's centered around the black people. Keep us on. Keep us locked in on the black people. They should have drawn out um, Ruby Lee's character way more. Like we didn't get enough with Ruby Lee. I feel like she wouldn't have been as annoying because she wouldn't have popped up. Like she did, she would have been. She'd have been like a papa. She'd have been more consistent with that. So cut that white people shit. Give us more. It was the fact that she was the main one saying we're not gonna be like mama. Like yeah. you were the main one saying that, and they didn't really dive into how you came into the mindset. Okay, maybe it's not bad to be like mama. They did that with Gracie Jean, but Gracie Jean wasn't really the one saying that. She was only thinking it because Ruby was saying that. Ruby was the main one. I'm not gonna be like her. I'm not gonna be this. Blah blah blah. Like, I'd rather be white. And they didn't really show how she growed mentally from that. Yes. She just she just came home. The white got painted off of her. And then they was just all Magically. Together. That's what I'm saying. It was the evolution of characters for me, bro. The evolution of characters just wasn't good. Like, they tried to squeeze all this shit into 10 episodes. But like I said, if y'all cut out the white writers or to cut out the white people, Y'all could have drew out these characters way more. And then we get a more backstory with the characters. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, that's why she want to be like her mama or don't want to be like her mama. Like, y'all would have gave us more. 
spent all this time for the white people, just made this shit useless. All right, bro. Uh, what else? I think that's it, bro. You got anything else? Uh, that's it for me. All right, bro. You can hit him with the social media. You can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at QANDE Podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click the notification bell so you can see anytime that we drop new episodes. Our email, QANDE Podcast at gmail.com for any business inquiries, questions, or concerns. Yes, and subscribe to all of our podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we are most likely there, so definitely check us out. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube, Q and Sign E Podcast. We appreciate all the support that we've been getting on there, especially on the Snowfall series. Definitely want to say a shout-out to y'all for that. And subscribe to my YouTube as well. Just type in Quincy Hicks into